Happy Monday, guys. Brian and Jim coming at you here. Another show. Had a pretty good weekend, but a weird one. Had a weird weekend. Um, Friday night, sleeping, barren sleeping, and out of nowhere, we're woken up by this really, really bad wind. It sounded like rain, but then I realized it was just wind. And I'm hearing like it get louder. And there's this sound of like, try to imagine if you would, the sound of like a gigantic cover, like a, a comforter or a blanket, gently being pushed slowly and slowly harder and evenly pressure on the windows. They're just pushing in, pushing in with a wind sound on top of that, right? So that pressure, I thought for sure the windows were going to cave in. I thought for sure. So I got under the covers and I, I tucked in. So whatever happened was you know, going to be taken care of. And I just thought it was a really, really, really bad storm. That's what I thought. Nope. Wake up the next day. Place is decimated. There's like half of roofs gone and um, trees everywhere and all this stuff. And we fared pretty well. Like, nothing about our apartment was damaged. I mean, some stuff on the porch got blown around, but it stayed on the porch. None of the glass got cracked, nothing like that. But it was a tornado had gone through the center of our apartment complex. And uh, we thought we were okay. I really didn't get any sleep after the wind, but, you know, shit happens, right? Um, and I go out on my lunch to get some juice for my vape, I needed to get it done. Well, I had the juice. I needed to get it rebottled. It was what it was. And um, and I go to leave. And I just, out of instinct, I guess, look to my left, looked at Farron's car. All the passenger side windows are gone. Passenger side door, rear door, quarter panel, shattered. Now, Two of them are mostly intact, but you know they're not going to withstand a whole lot of hoopla. Uh, but the back passenger side was really done. So I immediately switched gears. I called into work and I said, I'm going to be gone for a couple hours. I got to take care of this. So I basically, rather than going and going, oh my God, what I did was I went to, uh, I went ahead and did what I had to do so I'd have that done. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, I have the night. Hi, I see you. It goes well. How are you, sir? Uh, Elk, thank you. I appreciate you. And Blatbushka. Blatbushka. We like bushes around here. Says, hey, bro, glad to see you're still alive. Keep going that way. Bye. Cool. Appreciate it. It's pretty cool when someone just hopped in and said, hey, I'm glad you're alive. Stay alive. See you later. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, I appreciate that. I really do. Uh, Blat. Blat. That's a really cool. That's a that's a that's a name I could like. I could chew on that name for a while. That's a that's I like the, like the spelling of that makes it very interesting and delicious to to pronounce. So I hope I hope to see, we see them again. Hope we see them again. Um, glad to hear it there, Knight. So I went and I got the juice taken care of, and while I'm on my way back from there, I'm calling the insurance company to see if they'll cover it uh, because of the nature of the coverage we have. That's not going to cover it. And I'm like shit. Check my renter's insurance. See that would occur? Nope. Um, and the office is already closed, and I'm, I know they're not going to be messing with it, so I just kind of resign myself to that. We have to figure this out. So at that point, I know I have an idea of what's going on. 
and I looked, went to uh, SafeLight and a couple other places, and I got some online estimates, and it's like, you know, a grand or more, and I'm like, fuck, this is going to be crazy. Um, so gathered my thoughts, and I went in, and I called work and told them I'm not going to be in, and I went in, and I, I talked to Farron, and I said, okay, here's what happened. And she's like, and I'm like, all right, here's what we know, here's what's going on. And I told her everything that I had already done, and then I said, look, I'm going to take care of everything. You just need to stay here and not worry. And to her credit, that's what she did. Um, so I went ahead and I went down the street to the Dollar General and I got some really heavy-duty construction bags and some duct tape. And I went out to the car and I covered everything up, taped everything up so it would protect it from animals and weather. And that took me a while to get it done right because on top of everything else, it was still windy out. <laughs> It was still very windy out. And like the bags are going, they were kind of doing this. They're kind of doing this. That's a new gift called Bat Clap. New gift called Bat Clap. Oh, okay. Now, those of you who know Galaxy Graves, we call her George. Okay, that's a thing. Um, and um, I made her a gift. It's her own very special gift. Now, she knows about it. I wanted to make sure she was okay with it. But if you type George into chat, this is what you will get. And it is exactly what you think it is. You are tearing me apart, George! You are tearing me apart, George! That is Tommy Wiseau saying, you're tearing me apart, George. Couldn't make that shit up, and it's too perfect. So George now has her own command. <laughs> so anytime I want to mess with her, or she wants to mess with me, or whatever. But my payment for you know her allowing me to to go to that length with a gift was I made her a, the bat clap one because she's a huge fan of bats and the bats are super cute. And I wanted something that was uh, was cute, but also had a. a had a purpose. We didn't really have any applause ones. We have like the standing ovation one, which is pretty good. But I think we have that one. Pretty sure we do. If we don't, we'll need to get one. Uh, but I wanted something where you could clap. So I think bat clap was perfect. So you're like, yeah, it's like a golf clap, but with bats. So I think those two together make a nice little one-two punch. So anyway, go to the Dollar General, get the bags, get the duct tape, wrap everything up, and then... So I was like, okay. And then I moved the, the car so we wouldn't be taking up a valuable spot. And um, then I went back in and said, okay, now what do we do? So I started looking around for some other options when it came to uh, paying for everything. Because, you know, upping our insurance to where it would cover it, plus the deductible would be just as much as getting it fixed. So there was no, there was no purpose to temporarily changing all this other stuff, it would be a lot more legwork than you just figuring out a way to pay for the, the, the glass. So I called two more places that are local for auto glass. And one of the places I talked to, he was super attentive, super nice, but you could tell it's a mom and pop organization, but they've got a several different locations and stuff. Same quote, same glass. From 1100 to 600. 
almost half the price, and they'll do it here. So it was like, I was like, dude, you just gave me some peace of mind. You earned my business. I'll be calling you as soon as we get the funds secured, man. Thank you. He's like, absolutely. And I was just like, man. One thing I love about at least this part of Texas, I'm not sure what is going on with the municipal legislation or the county legislation or the state legislation that is allowing this to happen on such a high level, but maybe it's just the culture of you know, patronizing local business because there's a shitload of local businesses and they take good care of you. And every time I've gone to a national chain, I get gouged down here for anything. And the mom and pops take care of you. And there's a ton of them. I love it here because of that. You know, there's a lot more options in there. And they and mainly, I'm guessing, because they get enough business, they can afford to be cheaper. And I'm like, shit, cool. So for me, it's super, 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 super good. Um, and that was several hours of just like, oh, what are we going to do? And then, you know, by that point was four o'clock. And I normally take lunch on my work days at two. I had not eaten. I had like a, I might have eaten something in the morning. I don't normally. I have coffee usually. And, you know, I'm running around. <laughs> But I got something to eat real quick. I made sure Farron got something to eat because I knew she wasn't going to eat because she was nervous and everything. And I made her, I'm like, eat this. <laughs> she did, and it was really good. Um, and then went back to work and everything. So I was worried I was going to like miss out on more of the work day or like I was going to be like stressed or whatever. And I got through it. it. I went back to work. I only lost like two hours of work, which was like, okay, that's not, that's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. Speaking of which, I just realized I didn't submit my time card yesterday. So I might be fucking myself right now. Hang on. Granite Jim streams. Jim submits his time card. It's crazy, right? Submit. Hopefully it gets uh, approved when it's supposed to, but it, if it doesn't, it's not a big deal. Because if I get paid a day later, it's not a big deal for me. Because I normally, when I submit my time card on a Sunday, they approve it on the same day. And uh, then I get, I, because of my direct deposit is so quick, I get paid on Thursdays rather than Friday. So if they don't approve it until late today or, or early tomorrow, I'll, I'll get paid Friday probably or, or Saturday. No big deal. Not a huge deal at all. Um, if it was next week, it would be a problem because rent... But it's not a problem, so no big deal. Um, and I agree, murder. Bats are super adorable. Anyone disagrees is objectively wrong. I completely agree with that. 100%. 100%. And it was weird. Yesterday I was working, as one does, and on one of my breaks, I was going through, because I saw that my... I knew that I hadn't released anything on YouTube. Because I'm behind now because I did have like a full week of material in advance, right? Where I want to, and for those of you who don't know what I do, I record these uh, discussions. It used to be just throwing the highlight over to YouTube, but um, I st I'm stopping doing that because the music is getting me copyright claims. And it's not too bad. Like, I don't mind that part of it, but it, I had a problem with a dying fetus tune. Dying fetus right here. The entire video got banned in all countries because of one song. 
that's in the background while I'm talking. And I, I watched it. I'm talking over the entire thing. So that was some bullshit. And because of that, I decided that I was not going to fuck around with it anymore. So I changed my recording setup in OBS to record the GIF sounds and my voice and nothing else. So, when I, so basically, I have my macro set up to where when I start the stream, it starts recording automatically. So that I don't have to think about it, right? It just starts recording and we're good. Um, and then I'm just putting those up there and those will be totally free and clear for copyright and everything else. And eventually, if we ever get to a place where, you know, YouTube allows me to monetize videos again, we'll have a lot more stuff that I can actually, you know, get views off of. The thing that pisses me off is that the one video I have that's probably the most lucrative I haven't gotten anything off of in, in almost two years. My most hated video. And, but it gets a lot of views. We're like, man, fucking Steel Series is just fine. I'm like, no, they're really not. They're, dick, they're dickheads. Um, that's a whole other thing. So I was working, and I noticed that I didn't have any YouTube videos out that day, and I was like, I was like, why did I run out of videos? I was like a week, I had like five ahead in the can and stuff. And I looked down, and I noticed there was a video that I never released, uh, and it was the discussion about the Beatles and music and talent and stuff, which is like two months old. I was like, fuck it, and I put it out. And it was weird. It was just this weird thing where, like, I didn't realize how long we had been doing this format. And it, it, it's interesting that it's been like since late November, we started doing things this way. And uh, I love it. I love the idea of having a, uh, a discussion with people. I love warming up with you guys and just really just getting into it. You know, and there are some streams where we're just going to talk because you guys are great at having a discussion. And uh, so many people have said, man, you really like you should do a. You know, people like the podcast thing, but they, I think they like the more off-the-cuff radio show style more. At least that's the feedback I'm getting. So we're going to keep doing this as long as the channel's a thing as far as I'm concerned. Because this is, for me, it's super easy. It's low pressure. Um, and it allows more of the people that are in the grind fam and new people to mingle and have a, a common ground. Rather than coming in and playing a game, whether or not you have interest in that game, um, and then having to figure out whether or not the community's right for you. This is a much more appropriate venue for you to decide if the community is right for you. So I'm super stoked about it. And I'm not a steel I've had I gave Steel Series one chance and I bought their three hundred dollar goddamn headphones. Uh, murder. And uh, you know, I think you remember that story, even though you we weren't friends at the time we didn't know each other um but ultimately i bought their super crazy wireless headset and from a headphones only perspective no complaints none zero great pair of headphones and they did exactly what i needed them to do in that space where you run into problems that the whole reason i had the headsets was that i would the wireless headset like the usb would stick into the ps4 and then um so basically I, you know use it for everything but I would feed a second audio source, the PC, into the uh, the headset. And um, so the chat mic would be used exclusively for the console and, or for the PC if I was doing chat with uh, people. And, and then I would get all of my audio, all of my audio in the headset. Um, and as it is, um, 
when you plug it into a PS4, it that feature got disabled. Like it just you weren't able to do it. I'm like, like all these cool things you're supposed to be able to do with it, you can't do. That's advertised on the box and in the instructions. So I went to their customer service and I said, "What? What the hell?" I'm like, "Oh, well, you have to talk to you have to submit a ticket through email." I'm like, "You're trying to tell me that you you're spending you're charging me a third of a thousand dollars for a headset, and I have to wait for support on this brand new product. It's not doing what it is designed to do. Fuck you." And I reached out, and they're like, no, they they don't do that. I'm like, yes, they do. Like, here's all your specs. You explain this to me. Nope, sorry, doesn't do that. And that was their response. So I immediately made a YouTube video and said explicitly not to buy them. And that is my most viewed video and has my biggest dislike-to-like ratio of all time. People are like, well, SteelSeries is great. I'm like, maybe for you, but I'm telling you, I have a different opinion, and you're allowed to disagree. And then there's a lot of comments in there that were like, as soon as you started to swear and I I checked out, I'm like, I'm sorry that you don't want tech reviews with swearing in it. There's literally thousands of other channels where they're not at all passionate. And they all sound like this. And and the stigma noise ratio is very good. (laughs) And you you can't tell how they really feel about it because half their videos are either sponsored um, or they're getting review uh, units and things like that. I'm sorry. When you spend money on a pro- on a product, streaming. Yes, Decade, I'm streaming. These crazy lights on my face and this mic in my mouth. So, um, I love it when that kid just decides he wants to be random and, and derail my shit. Um, I love him to death, but Jesus Christ. So, um, you know, they're getting these, these review units and so forth. And so they have to keep a certain tone or whatever. But if you're spending your money on something, I think you have that much more of a vested interest in reviewing the product, honestly, and passionately, whichever way you feel, because how are people going to know? Because when a company sends you something, I don't give a shit who you are. I don't care who you are. There's a small part of your brain in the back of your brain that's going to remember that they sent this to you at no charge for review purposes. And that is helping you keep your business going. And you have to maintain a cordial relationship with that company. So with that being the case, you can't like go super extreme in any direction or else you'll either be accused of favoritism or you'll lose that business relationship. I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't think that's right. You know, I, I feel like it's, it's something where like a consumer report style vibe where it's totally independent and you have your own Jill with Ripper hosting you uh, and your own opinion that you can be successful and, and viable. Thank you for that host. Murder says, I got their RGB headset a few years ago and they stopped working within two months, sent me a replacement, same thing happened. Yeah, fuck them. They charge way too much. I think that so much of what they make from a design standpoint has great potential and they promise the world and they pay, they charge a top dollar for something that's just not top quality. You know? Um, hey, Nugget. Stop licking the floor. You're being weird, Doge. Be a weird Doge. Um, 
but um, so it, it, it's weird, you know. And then like with Astro, I had the A fifties for uh almost two years before the I started having problems with the the mic was getting kind of scratchy, scratchy, and um, and then it just stopped the the headset stopped pairing with the with the bass. I'm gonna be honest with you, I used those. Way, 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 way more than the average person is going to use them. I had those on my head probably, and this is not an exaggeration, um, 10 to 18 hours a day, every day. And when I was in stream, when I was streaming 6 to 8 hours a day, you know, 4 to 5 days a week, that mic was going up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So I probably used it twice as much as the average person. Um, and with that in mind, it was just like, when they went, I was disappointed that they went, but I understood it. I was like, no, nah, I've been beating the shit out of these for you know almost two years, and I totally get it. And that's why I just switched back to these guys here, and um, I'm pretty happy with it. I would love to be able to switch back to a wireless headset at some point, but nothing has come out in the market that I'm super stoked about. Um, I, I I would sooner buy another pair of these and another mod mic at this point in my career, um, because those two products just work. I just, but I really like wireless. I really like wireless. Hey, Charger Hawk, what's up, dude? What's up, buddy? Murder says I'll say I had a pair of Siberia version twos that were amazing quality, but also made them prior to getting bought out. That's the thing. Um, that I think in Astro's case. For the most part, the buyout they had from Skull Candy is probably going to treat them very well. Um, I've been wanting to try the A40s um, because they're wired um, to have just a nice integrated thing. You know, I like the Alpha, the the Astros, and if those do well, I would spend the money on some wireless A50s as well. Um, I just like the wireless headphones. Sorry, not sorry. Um, Tideman says, I have HyperX Alphas, not wireless. Well, HyperXs, I've, I've actually uh, recommended those to people in the channel. HyperX makes some really, really good stuff. Um, but these headphones I'm wearing here are the MDR7506s. These are Sony stu uh, studio reference headphones that have been in production for like 30 or 40 years. 30 years. And I've had my, this original pair since 2001. So this year, these are 18-year-old headphones. I've replaced the ear cups once. And they only get better. So, uh, and then you can still get them. They're around $80. They've got a great, they're, 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 it's a great reference. They can handle just about anything you can throw at them. They sound amazing. They're comfortable. They're lightweight. Sony, please pay me. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't want a sponsorship. But if you're going to give me one, I'll take it. Um, but yeah, these are the best headphones I've ever owned. And one of these days when I have a bit more disposable income to where it's like I can afford to buy extra stuff, because I have a tendency to do that. I'll buy extra cords. I'll buy doubles of stuff. The one thing I learned a long time ago, it's that, you, Jesus Christ, with the song here. Um, but like, I've learned that stuff will go out of print at some point. And for these who would last as long as they have, I want to get another pair and just, just have them. So if anything ever happens, I can just go whoop and just swap them out, right? 
And these will go into like a, a shadow box or something because they've been through a lot. These were issued to me while I was in the Marines. And they've been on my head for every studio recording I ever did with uh, Cardiac or anything else um, since then. Um, I wore them on a very large portion of my streams, the majority of my streams at this point. Um, just been on, on every flight I've been on. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, these could buy their own pack of cigarettes, and they shouldn't because that'll shorten their, their already considerably long life. You know. But now I think we're, we're sufficiently warmed up a half hour in, I would say. Um, so the subject at hand. Today, we are here to talk about gaming versus entertainment and the ideas of what culture feels is an addiction. So I'm going to get the biggest point that always gets made in this situation right off the bat. There seems to be a thing where a large portion of Western culture, the society, thinks nothing of binge-watching a Netflix series for an entire day or a couple days, like eight to ten hours over a couple days. And they're like, oh, I binge-watched it, and it's like a thing. But if that same pre person or people... We're playing Destiny or, or The Division or World of Warcraft or any other game for that period of time. There are parts of the population that would view that differently and say, you're, you're addicted to gaming. And I'm like, and I, don't under, I have never been able to understand how that um, very blind view or near hypocritical view, if those people that are saying that watch Netflix, um, why people can't see that, right? So, because I think there's a big difference between holding a controller in your hand or having a mouse and keyboard and interacting with the game, and in some cases, chatting with people, socializing. You're doing something. Granted, you're still sitting, right? It's not exercise or anything. But your brain is more engaged than it would be if you're just sitting on the couch going, Watching The Punisher, which Farron and I probably want to start doing tomorrow. Um, Murder says, uh, I'm a Logitech fangirl through and through until they let me down. I won't fuck with a different company. Logitech has always treated me well. Um, and it's something that I'll, when it get, comes time to start replacing things, I will probably go Logitech. I have the Razer keyboard and mouse that have treated me quite well. I love this keyboard. Um, it's a really great keyboard. And it, 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 it works very well, but I, I do not like Razer software. Sorry, Razer. I think Logitech does that a lot better. So someday, someday I'll go full Logitech. You never know. Eye of the Night says, It's interesting to me because the games that I tend to play involves problem-solving, puzzles, and all that type of stuff. Exactly. Like, your brain is, is problem-solving. It's potentially learning. It's doing different things in the moment. And that's really good for your brain's health. It's good for your um, cognitive abilities and so forth. It, it's something that it, it's giving you something for the time you are spending when you engage in those sorts of things. I would argue, though, I would argue, though, that playing Call of Duty and doing the same thing over and over and over again for, for 12 hours is less engaging, right? But even that Call of Duty person, like Eye of the Night is saying, is more engaged than a person watching a TV show. Even though Call of Duty or some Twitch shooter like that um, may not be deeply engaging brain-wise. Um, 
at least on the surface. There are some people who take it very seriously, and it's good for refining reflexes and hand-eye coordination. So, you know. Okay, this is something I was hoping someone would bring up. I, the Knight, says, though, when I watch shows, I'm doing the same sort of things during a show, picking things apart, trying to piece things together. Um, yeah, but also some people will watch TV shows, and they'll be playing, like, a puzzle game on their phone or something. So it's now in the background. So then to me, it goes, like, for some people that are watching Netflix, right? Like, when I watch stuff a lot, it's on this monitor over here or up there while I'm playing a game. And I'm, I'm, I'm giving about half attention to both. And I don't think it's any better or worse. It's just different. But for the sake of the, the hypocrisy out of the argument... Yeah, I'm talking about, because there are a lot, let's face it, I, there's a lot of people that just will sit there and watch a show, and they don't, they just want to let, they, they want to be taken by the wave, right? They want the story to, like, the current to just pull them along and show them what's up, versus someone like you or I or some other people in chat where, like, within two minutes of the, the show opening, like, all right, that guy's going to be the villain three fucking seasons later, and sure enough, he is. Sup, Hunter 0624. Well, thank you. I mean, I need to shave. I need to trim the beard a little bit. And uh, I didn't feel like doing her, so I just put it under the hat. But I appreciate the compliment nonetheless. And for those wondering about the shirt, it's the punk band Doom, not the video game Doom. Though I love Doom. A little... Little deal, because I'm no, I'm sure someone was looking at it going, eh? is fucking like what? Is, what? What is the fucking thing? <laughs> you know, but so you know, you you have that argument that tends to be very uh, prevalent, and then the first thing we'll pull out is well, Netflix, <laughs> you know, and but I am sure that there is someone out there that would look at the Netflix binging and video games in the same light and would consider it some sort of an addiction on some level, right? And there was a, some chat brought up in the Discord last night. I think it was Jill that said uh, something about... Okay, it is her. She said, I think it goes along with any addiction. Once it begins to interfere with normal things, it crosses a line. And I have an example of that. I, that actually happened to me, and I'll tell that story in a moment. Um, Tom Fireheart uh, followed up with, though it does bug me that playing video games for a certain period is an addiction, but okay, he talked about the binge watching. So, and basically, we run into this thing where I think like, um, we're at a point where I think addiction is addiction, no matter what it is you're dealing with. Like, there are very few things that one can be addicted to that it's all or nothing, right? Like heroin, for example, is chemically 100% from the first time addicting. There's no casual heroin user. They don't really exist. Not really. They just have a different chemical makeup that makes them need it a little less often, perhaps, right? Um... Other drugs you can be addicted to, but on a lesser level. Nicotine is a big one. You know, nicotine is arguably chemically harder to kick than heroin, from what I understand. It's also less deadly in the short term, but, you know, 
That's a whole other thing we're going to get into in a second. Um, Achille once stood... Hello. Right back at you. Il Conte. Discord recommended me to you, so here I am. Welcome back, Il Conte. Lord of marketing. Lord. Lord or Lord of the clips. Everyone say hi to Il Conte. Let's get a shout out for Il Conte. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, great streamer member of the, of the Dumpling Tribe. Um, and I, ha- I need to have a conversation with him that I just haven't. Holidays took me away and I got busy and rah. good guy though. Yeah, I got the sound working for the shout out command. Finally, it just randomly started working. But while we're at it, let's get a shout out for uh, Eye of the Night. Because Eye of the Night's awesome, true fam member and so forth. Let's get that going as well. I nice says that is 100% true. It was longer before, and I just couldn't get it to work at the, the length. Plus, and, and to be fair, I really like hearing that sound. I edited it together and stuff. I liked it, the idea of it. Um, but I have nice saying that the addictive properties of screen time, TV, games, whatever, have been shown so as parents. My wife and I learned it for our kids. Yes, absolutely. Um... And I would say we have a similar uh, deal. Um, you know, we have two kids, well, three, two that live with us, and they they imbibe in different ways. And uh, the youngest one loves to have a screen in her face, and I and I don't give her too much crap about it because I always have a screen in my face, even when I'm working. Like I have to, I do it. <clears throat> so I feel like there's a certain amount of example setting. Um, that comes into play, and you know, there's always so much that one can do. Um, so I feel like in today's day and age, I think getting a screen out of somebody's face is is maybe less practical in some ways. But we want to make sure that they're getting as much value as possible for the time they are aren't spending in front of that screen. So and I think that's where you know we're getting into a new period of time, a new way of doing things. And as our culture evolves, as our species evolves or devolves, depending on who you talk to, you know, there, there's, there's going to be different thoughts. You know, TV came out. It was a similar problem, I suppose, and, and radio probably. But I, could, I would argue that there are plenty, 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 plenty of people that are super addicted to reading books. You never hear someone talk shit about that. You know what I mean? Like, books, dude. Nothing wrong with a good book. Zero wrong with a good book, in my opinion. However, Hacksaw Jetty, thanks for the follow. How are you? It's good to see you. Our worlds are are crossing and colliding. Welcome. It is nice to see you. Mm -hmm. Um... Hacksaw Jay says, oh my god, if you look at uh, Boostagram tag on Instagram, you can see the addiction. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Instagram's crazy. Uh, it kind of says, here's what I would like to have your opinion on. What do you think about esports, and if a 10-year-old wants to become a pro in video games, what is your opinion on that? Um, I would say, with any skill, there's going to be practice involved, and I think that that individual, they want to get into esports, 
Um, they're going to need a lot of support from family and friends to understand that it's something they want to take seriously. And I think you'll still have to set limits. Just like you can't have someone who wants to be a pro football player. They can't practice all the time. They're going to hurt themselves physically, right? So I think that if you have a support system as a young person and you regiment it and treat it seriously, you treat it the way you want it to go, right? I feel like there's nothing wrong with that endeavor. I feel like that that's something that could be very healthy. Um, but like, just like with any hobby or pursuit or activity or career path, you have to balance it with life. And that's true of anything we're talking about today. So I think with esports, there would be a worry of pushing themselves too hard. And I think as long as you're mindful of that, this shouldn't be an issue. Uh, Hacksaw Jenny says, I'm great. How are you? Loving this topic. I love this topic too. Funny how that works. No, I'm just giving you a hard time. You are a time. Those of you who may be just getting here, we are talking about gaming, entertainment, addiction. When there's too much, too much. Um, and we're trying to compare and contrast and all this other fun stuff. Uh, I the Night says, I read tons and I get sucked in so easily when I read. Sometimes I hop on and play Minecraft with the kiddos too. But we also take them to the parks and stuff as well. However, it's tricky with my youngest who was autistic. The tablet we have for him is super helpful with some things that we have there on there for him. It's very calming when he's having one of his moments and otherwise irreconcilable. Yes, um, and I think that's a very important point to make. There are going to be different levels of people and different levels of development and ability that the only way that they feel comfortable socializing is in this way, okay? Or through gaming or something like that. So I think every individual and every family and every um, culture is going to have to make their own decisions. Like, if someone walked into this house and started pointing their finger about how much we as a family game, I'd be like, I want to point something else at you and get the fuck out of my house. You know, because as long as everyone's being healthy, I don't see an issue. You know, I don't see a problem at all. Uh, Ahoy says, it's been mentioned to me that I spend too much time gaming as of late, but it's truly made me feel less alone because I play with friends and I have them on voice chat. It's a positive distraction. Um, you know, and... and Again, I think everyone has a different level of engagement that is going to be, you know, acceptable for them. And you have to make that decision for yourself, especially if you're an adult. I mean, come on. Um, now, granted, there are certainly going to be situations where it, it maybe it is too much relative to the balance you're having with other things. So I'm going to tell you guys a story. Let me tell you a story. 1999. 1999, I was in my very first apartment, which was a great deal, by the way, and I miss that thing. It was a one bedroom with a, a separate bathroom, separate kitchen, separate, uh, everything was separate. Living room, bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, you know. And it's perfect for one person, perfect for one person, and doable for two people. Um, and it was all the utilities included. This is a pre-internet thing. Well, I didn't have internet there at the time. And it was $265 a month for everything. $265 a month for everything. I would, I would knock over 10 old ladies for that. It was a decent little apartment. So, and I had a job. I could, I could afford the, um, I, I could afford the rent and everything else. It was fine. And I didn't have to worry about working so crazy much. 
So I had some extra free time on my hands, and a friend of mine had recommended this game to me called Tecmo's Deception. And um, I had no idea what it was whatsoever. And uh, she said, here, borrow this for a while. Check it out. Like, get into it. And I said, sure. After the first playthrough session, I was playing that game. Gradually, it was going up and up because it's a puzzle-solving game. There's traps in it. There's role-playing aspects. Um, and it, it's as immersive as you want it to be, right? And it, first, I would play for three or four hours. Then I would play for five or six hours. Then I would play for seven or eight hours. Well, within a week, I stopped going to work. I stopped calling my girlfriend. And I just played that game from the time I woke up till the time I went to sleep. And that was for like two weeks. It was, so it wasn't a long-standing thing. But it was long enough that I lost my job, I lost my girlfriend. And eventually, because of how far behind I got on everything else, I ended up losing the apartment too. Not even joking. Not even remotely joking. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you have to be able to, you know. Now, to be fair... The job wasn't that good, and I didn't want to be there anyway. The girlfriend, that relationship was not very good, and that was going away anytime. Um, so to be fair, this was not the catalyst for either of those things happening, but it was the, like, you know what? This game's a lot better than these two things. I want them gone. To be fair, all right? I don't want to sit there and say, like, I had a great relationship. I loved my job. No, I did not. I hated both those things. Um... But it was from the morning, I, what would happen is, I would, this is so cool. Back then, mom and pop, there's a lot of things they look, you put that back in the fridge, please? Um, you could, there's a pizza place, it was mom and pop, and next to a beer distributor that was also mom and pop. So you could order from uh, this pizza place, and they would go get your beer and deliver. So every other day, I would order a gigantic extra, extra large pizza with pepperoni and jalapenos on it and a case of beer. And I would just, that would be, I would, you know, munch on that and, and drink that throughout the course of the two days. Um, no one's stealing stuff from my fridge. The, my, my stepdaughter made herself some food, but the food she got the container from, she was, she was like, okay, I got my food. I'm about to walk off. I'm like, you need to put the other stuff back in the fridge, woman. You know, I wanted to catch her before, you know, she got too far away. I didn't want her to drop anything. Yes, I did finish the game. I love that game. I have every game in that series, my favorites. This isn't even MMO. It's a solo game. Zero solo aspects or zero social aspects of this game. So I want to go back up. Hacksaw Jenny uh, posted a question here. Not sure if this has been covered yet, but what do you think about the idea of loot boxes in games? Great question. It hasn't been covered. Uh, do you think you can start an addiction to gambling and gaming, or do addictive personalities exist and they're going to get hooked no matter what? Yes. All of that exists, in my opinion. All of that exists. Um, so it's one of those things where... Uh, see, oh, that's where it gets weird. I work from home. So I leave the house basically to get beer, groceries which I don't have to because I can get it delivered. But I don't. I refuse to do that at this point. At this point. 
Someday I may change my mind on that. Because I used to get my groceries delivered. Murder can tell you all about that. When I was living in Iowa, oh, when I was streaming full-time, I didn't leave the house. Except for beer. That was the only reason I left the house. Was beer. Because everything else I could get delivered. Everything else. Pretty crazy. Axel J says, grocery delivery changed my life, but I don't drive. Fair enough. There was a time when I didn't drive, and I didn't have the option for delivery at the time. Oh, wait, I did. I didn't figure it out until much later it was, when it was too late. Um, so we're talking about loot boxes versus gaming, gambling, and addictive personalities. I think those are all their own subjects to a certain degree, right? So, like, I play Destiny. I play The Division. Um, and I play Watch Dogs. Now, Watch Dogs has repetitive gameplay, but there's no gambling or anything in there. Um, but, like, with Destiny and The Division, there's a constant... You're pulling that slot machine, right? You're pulling that slot machine to get gear and everything, and that can get very... That input feedback loop can be very addictive. Um, and I think that people who have addictive personalities... can get hooked on these things very easily. Um, but I find that... So I think Jenny's question is, is it possible for someone to develop a gambling habit from these kinds of things? I would say it probably is very possible. But I don't think, just like with the whole violence and video game subject, which we'll tackle probably next week or something, because I've, I've talked about it before, but in this format I haven't. Um, to me, it feels like not every person is pre, predisposed to addiction. Not every person is predisposed to gambling addiction or gaming or anything else. I think certain people are going to find themselves in a weird spot with with gaming because of the way their personality is wired just like some people can handle their booze and some can't some people can i literally have known people that can casually do cocaine and they're not addicted to it at all you know there are some people who can like for example like food there are people who can eat an entire bucket of fried chicken and not gain a fucking pound you know everyone's metabolism chemistry brain chemistry is going to be different and it's one of these things where when you understand that every person can be physically and chemically different, they're going to have different reactions to different stimuli, whether it's a game, uh, binge-watching a show, a drug, food, alcohol, whatever. Um, so are all these things possible, Jenny? Yes, I would say they're very possible. Um, but does that make loot boxes or looter games inherently bad for you no it means that it's a risk that you take um i mean when i first started playing destiny it was very much like the tecmo's deception thing except i was able to hold down the job and uh you know the relationships i had at the time although i what i did stop doing was watching netflix watching tv shows watching movies watching stand-up comedy it was all about destiny for me um and it, it so and I've over the last four years, almost five years now, I've gotten to a place where I'm very comfortable in Destiny, and I can go for a binge if I want, or I can play for an hour or whatever. 
and but I've made a point to create routine to where I am imbibing other entertainment and trying to diversify a little bit and balance that with family as well. So I think that every person has to figure out where their sweet spot is in this in this realm and go from there. And I'm going to take a moment here to catch up with chat because you guys are having a great conversation that I'm missing. Uh, <laughs> Ahoy says, introverts unite. Yokante says, I work from home as well, so I choose a supermarket which is more far away than a closer one for cardio reasons. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> says, Let's unite separately in our own homes. Exactly. It's a great meme. I love that one. Um, what music do introverts like at a house party? Silent disco. Uh, Ahoy says, do introverts stay at a party long enough to enjoy the music? Aha! Murder says, I find the owner's pet and isolate myself with it in a quiet spot. That, I mean, uh, things said in orgy, what? I mean, I, hopefully not, but... Uh, well, I said, usually I just drink too much, become the creepiest social butterfly. I think everyone has that on some level. Um, and to be fair, I have seen Ahoy drunk, and I wouldn't say she's creepy. I would not use creepy. I would say intense. Um, you know, it's just a trap. They would not show up in the first place, the ones who were undercover extroverts got you. Uh, Ahoy says, I'm an extrovert trapped in an anxious body. Fair enough. Jetty says, yeah, I agree entirely. So many people tell me Blizzard is preying on kids with loot boxes, but I don't think it's fair for those that know their limit to have that taken away. Agreed. It's all about uh, moderation for everybody. Uh, Murder says, I'm an anxious introvert trapped on Earth. <laughs> Hundred. Hunt it. Hunt it. Uh, Murder says, I think another big thing with loot boxes is that it, it, uh, attributes, to, attributes to addiction can be the type of thing Jim... Uh, let me reread that. I think another big thing with loot boxes that attributes to addiction could be the type. Uh, okay, CSGO weapon boxes versus something just going to call them on a fire. I see, okay, I see where you're coming from, where if it's something that has value in the game versus being just a cosmetic thing of whatever, um, you're, you're saying that has different weight. I would, my counterpoint to that is that how do you know there's not a person out there that's really addicted to collecting the fashion and the cosmetics? So in the game, for them, where you think, well, that's not as addicting, it's not useful in the game, therefore it doesn't... And then they don't, couldn't care less about the game, the, the, the weapons. They're, they're happy with the weapons they got, but they want certain things. You know? I think, I think both could exist, honestly, in that situation. I agree that to the average person... Something that's useful in the game that could lead to progression in the game and have it be more of a fun experience. I think the average person is more likely to be latch onto that and have it develop. But I do think that any of that is possible. You know? Like, I know there's going to be people that are just like, I want this, I want this, I want this. You know, like in the division lately. When I'm grinding, I'm constantly looking for great olive green stuff great purple stuff purple stuff and camouflage like i there's like certain things and i decided of my own volition that i'm wearing purple almost all the time because i want it to be kind of subtly obvious that i'm a streamer and just to warn people that maybe we're streaming and that should in, in the vision especially that should be a thing you should wear some kind of purple meaning you're a streamer i feel like that should be a thing but it's probably not a thing 
Jenny says, I set a, a budget for loot in Overwatch during events, but I know I collect all of the one character skins. Fair enough. Murder says, Chocobo is so adorable. So that's understandable. I then I says, so as far as loot box and kids go, how, how do kids have access to the resources to purchase said things? Parents. I keep an eye on my kids' access, so does my wife. So if they were to start spending money on things like that, that would be on us. Exactly. I think that that leads into my, my next point. That it, you, <laughs> You're reading my mind, and I like it. I like where this is going. Jenny says, I heard the Chocobo whistle in my head. I'm on that Final Fantasy 14 grind. I'm so proud of myself for reading that out loud and the actual number without going FFXIV because the Final Fantasy acronym with the number, first of all, fuck that acronym right in the fucking mouth with a blowtorch. Um, but it's very hard to read. Um, I want to give edgy black metal armor because it's cute. So, um, parenting. Parenting. Uh, at some point in the last 20 years, people in Western culture, I can't speak for Europe or anywhere else, but in North America in particular, people have just decided that um, everything is video games and Netflix's fault and the Internet's fault. That they have no responsibility to monitor their, their children or attempt to understand their children or to engage in their children. Um. And I think it's interesting coming off the heels of a more intense period of what we referred to as child worship, where all children are super special and they, you know, there's this weird thing. And uh, I think we've gone from worshiping our kids to ignoring our kids, by and large. I mean, there's been pockets of all of that throughout history. Um but I do feel like parents just don't want to take responsibility. They don't want to take the time or put in the effort to understand what's happening with their kids, to relate in any way. And um, when things are going wrong, they don't want to take responsibility for not having stepped up. So they just, well, video games did it, fucking, uh, loot boxes did it, fucking, uh... Destiny did it, fucking WoW did it, fucking Netflix. I'm going to drink a bottle of gin and watch my shows now. You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of inherent hypocrisy in, um, in this idea that parents, they want to blame everything but themselves. Now granted, I'm not going to sit here and say that there's zero responsibility on the shoulders of of developers and publishers to make sure that we're doing the best that we can as an industry to not exploit children or people with addictive personalities. And it's a fine line, okay? Because, let's face it, the goal as a game, as a game developer should be to keep people playing your game as much as reasonably uh, expectable, right? And... So you can't tell them, well, don't make the game replayable, because then we won't, we won't want to play them. So you have to give incentive, and, but there also have to be checks and balances. And I think a lot of games are getting better at that over time. Um, and I actually shout out to EA on this. Before you, you lynch me, hear me out. Shout out to EA for what they did in Battlefield, Battlefront 2. Not the correction, but the initial shit. 
In other words, I'm glad that Battlefront 2 had all the bullshit it had in it in the beginning because it woke up a lot of motherfuckers in the industry and basically forced them all to take a close, hard look at what they're really doing. And as a culture, we are looking at all of this phenomenon in a much more reasonable and, and, and tempered light for the most part. So take care, Ahoy. Hope work goes well and love your faith. Uh, Jenny says, oh my God, yes. Do you know how many times a day I have to take the Walking Dead comics away from kids at the comic store while their parents are sitting on a couch on their phone? Yes. Yes. Um, Jenny says, I'm not their parent, but if I say no to Walking Dead, I'm a meanie for telling their kid no. If I let them, I let their child touch a scary book. How dare I? Exactly. Uh, you know, kind of says, hey, Jim, how many hours of a day of gaming is defined as addictive? I play six hours a day. It's going to vary for every person, okay? And you can swap out any entertainment source, any substance, and it's going to vary from person to person. There's a friend of mine. I used to be in a band with him. I'm not going to name names, but if you've ever listened to these stories or if you can read between the lines on any of the interviews I have online, you'll know who I'm talking about. He is a functioning alcoholic. And what I mean by that is that he chemically is at a point where he needs some degree of alcohol in his system for a larger portion of the day. And it, with very few exceptions, it does not affect anything he does negatively. He never gets stupid drunk in the sense that, you know, except a couple times a year. I think everyone that drinks does that once in a while. Um, but this is a guy who would drink a 12 pack every single night, minimum. And that's just him kicking back. Um, when we go on a, a, a trip for a tour, when we get to the place, the, his first priority is getting a beer because he's stressed. He needs to, his body is not in a happy place. Now, is it as bad as, say, a dime bag Daryl who would, like, wake up with the shakes and would need to drink whiskey just to function? Not the same thing. But I do think that this individual was a chemically functioning alcoholic. But you know what? The guy has a very healthy marriage. Very healthy marriage. Great high-paying job. The band is arguably doing better than ever. He's got no arrest record. Nothing wrong with any aspect of his life, as far as I can tell. The guy just drinks a lot more than the average person. Is that bad? I don't think so. It works for him. You know? Um, for all I know, his chemical balance in his body is so far off that the alcohol offsets something like a acid or a base. I don't know. It could be that. But what I know is a dude is, is very healthy. He's not overweight. He's... he's, he's He's, I can't say a bad thing about the dude. Not one bad thing about him. One of the best people. So my only concern is his liver, and for all I know, his liver's fine. So, but if you take that same behavior of drinking and you put it in someone else's life, that would destroy them. Every person is different. Um... <sighs> catching up with chat. Murder says a lot of parents use video games as a babysitter too. Yeah, they do. Unfortunately. I mean, I use video games as a babysitter for myself. Eh? I'm, I'm babysitting myself. It's funny. Um, Murder said, I had a friend who used to shove his kids on the Xbox. He didn't want to be bothered. Yeah. I then I says, quote, 
Oh, my kids got access to prawn online. Shut down the site, unquote. But wait, that site needed someone to verify you were 18 and you let them use your credit card for everything under the sun. So whose fault is it? I'm not into that stuff personally, but some people are. Or, quote, my kids were watching a stream when they were swearing, ban them, unquote. But it was set to 18 plus streams, so they clicked on it, and so there they were. So keep an eye on your kids. I agree. 100%. As a mature-rated stream, I, I go to great lengths to say, this is a mature-rated stream. Plan accordingly. And if you can't monitor what your kids are doing, can't be bothered to monitor what your kids, or you don't trust your kid, um, and you're not taking the steps to take care of business, um, you know, uh, that's on you. It has nothing to do with the entertainment they're imbibing. You know, like, I don't know. I, I think that whole argument is just stupid. Jenny says, my husband can spend eight hours playing, but as long as he'll walk away, if I ask for attention or help me with dinner, I don't care. I think it's about the time, but your awareness of others. Yes. 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 Jenny gets a back clap. Okay, you get two back claps. Fuck it. That was so good, you get two back claps. And we're all going to throw... Okay, for those of you that know Galaxy Graves, that weren't here at the beginning of the show, the reason that GIF exists is because that is payment to her, because I call her George a lot, and I'm aggressive about it. I love calling her George. So I have a command called George, just so that... I wanted to have this. I saw this on YouTube, and I'm like, I have to, I have to rip this. I have to make this for George. And it is exactly what you think it is. So here we go, George. You are tearing me apart, George! You are tearing me apart, George! Tommy was so saying, you're tearing me apart, George. How could I not put that in there? Um, it is so cute. So uh, Conti was saying, I smoke six cigarettes a day, my functioning smoker. Um, no, I don't think so. Do I think that you have a, a lighter addiction to the, the substance? Sure. But I wouldn't use the term functioning smoker. I just think your addiction level is different, right? Like with vaping, you know, I, I'm using a, slight, a, a significantly lower nicotine level than I was when I was smoking, but I vape more than I used to smoke. And one could argue that I probably could up the nicotine level and vape less. Um... But the fact is, the nicotine itself is still going to be there. And I think it's a slightly different conversation because smoking is very different. Um, vaping could be just as harmful. I don't think it is at quite as harmful with carcinogens and so forth. Um, but I, I would not sit here and say that, that vaping is healthy. It is less unhealthy. And to the degree we just don't know yet. All I know is that I, my lung capacity is better than it was when I was smoking. Um, I don't cough. You know, um, I don't stink, and I don't want to bite anybody's head off. So, comparatively, it is a less bad thing, but uh, time will tell when they do the studies and figure stuff out. Uh, I the Night says, it isn't hard to take those steps. A five-second Google search will educate you in parental controls. Spend another 30 minutes to an hour to set up if you're unfamiliar and have some peace of mind. Yes. Yes. But again, it comes back to that idea of responsibility, doesn't it? Wanting to take the responsibility, you know? Um, 
you know, you know, my stepson is is uh, he's very in his computer. He goes to school on the computer, and he's gaming and, and voice chatting all the time. But here's the thing: almost all day when he's not doing schoolwork, he's socializing. He's hanging out with his friends, and he's happy. He's not doing anything untoward. I checked the IPs. Um, he's not doing anything that's out of the ordinary for a kid his age. He's not doing anything he shouldn't be doing. I don't, know, I don't see a problem with that. And he's, he's, he's a good kid. And that's fine. That's where he feels comfortable. I know what that feeling is like. When I was growing up, I was a guy who was in his room. Reading or playing video games or listening to music or whatever. Okay? Um, so, for me, being able to relate to where he's at in his development and knowing him as a, as a, as a young person and what he needs, for him, that is healthy. It's fine. You know, he's at, the, at that age where no matter what kind of kid you know, you have, there's a certain age where they don't, they don't want to mess with you too much. They don't want to be in your face. They want, they want you, you to be in their face. So if you temper that against everything else and you look at the, the context, he's fine. He really is. And I always ask him, you know, you, you know and I'll have frank discussions. Like, what are you watching? What are you doing? This and that. And it's fine. You know, he, you know, he, he's got a very open relationship with me and his mother. Um, and there's nothing left unsaid. And he's good, you know, and, and if he's not getting enough socialization, we can tell. And we'll like, all right, you're going out and you're, you're seeing people. Oh, man. Like, oh, come on, let's go, you know. Um, and his grandparents are very involved as well. You know, they, they make sure that like, they take him on trips and stuff and get him culture and stuff. And so it's like, you know, it, it takes a village, but as a family, we're making sure that he's in, uh, He's in a good space. So, but if you look, if you took what he does all day and put it on paper and just without telling, none of the context of the parenting or anything, where this is a kid who spends, you know, eight hours a day in Discord and gaming, goes to school on the computer and spends the vast majority of his time in his room. You know, you could paint that in a really negative light. Very easily to most average people. Now, you turn around and say, this kid goes to school on his computer and is doing very well. And when he's not going to school, he watches Netflix to pass the time. You know, people might go that way, you know? Thank you, Jenny. Uh, Conte says, explain me this. Smoking for nine years, six cigarettes a day, but never had a smoker coughed up. I'm not a doctor, man. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's body is different. Everyone's lungs are different. Everyone's cigarette brand is different. You know, you know, I mean, for example, um, I can drink six 16-ounce cans of Bud Ice beer, which is a 5.9, I want to say, 5.9% alcohol. For, for comparison's sake, uh, regular Budweiser's a 3%. So it's got almost double the alcohol. So I'm drinking a taller can, more of them. And I don't really get a hangover from that. I get a little dehydrated because you are. 
I don't get a hangover from it. If I did the same thing with PBR or Budweiser or Miller or name almost any other beer on the market with a lower alcohol percentage, I will have a horrible hangover. I'll feel like death. But yet this really crazy over-the-top beer that's cheaply made doesn't have that negative effect on me physically. So, and I hate that. I wish, I wish that I had that. Um, I wish I had that to be able to say about a, a nicer, more. Uh... Oh, George is here. Hang on. You're tearing me apart, George. You're tearing me apart, George. And she gets her back clap. Bat clap. It's bat clap. Bat clap. Because it's a, it's a, it's a perfect gift because we needed an applause one and we wanted a bat one for you, so it worked out. Clap, 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 clap. Uh, and Jenny says, but here I am drinking one glass of wine and I'm dead the next day. Exactly. Everyone's body chemistry is different. And every type of alcohol and then every brand of alcohol is different, you know? Um, it's interesting to me um, in the sense that, like, I, I think every person's body chemical balance is different. And I think the same can be said with brain chemistry and addiction and gaming and so forth. It's going to have different, right, what you eat. You know, and I think that all the things we're talking about is the same kind of, there's a difference between all these things, right? Because maybe I play games eight hours a day, but what am I doing with the other 16 hours of my day? Maybe I only sleep six hours a night, which usually is true for me. Um, so now I went down to 10 hours. If I'm not working that day, that's part of how I was um, gaming for that long. George, thank you for the host. You're not tearing me apart, George. But someday I think you might. I'm kidding. Um, and the rest of those ten hours, you know, I'm spending some time with Farron. I'm, I'm maybe I am watching some Netflix or some YouTube or something like that. Spending time with the kids, going out, buying groceries, being responsible, whatever, you know. But it's all how you balance it. But if you just say I play eight games, eight hours, you know, four days a week, it's like Jesus, you know. You have to put it all in context. Jenny says, oh, man, I occasionally smoke weed and notice when I eat is a huge factor in how high I get. I don't, I'm not, I'm not hating on it. It could be illegal where you are. I can't condone that if it was illegal. Um, but I don't judge anybody for that. You know, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. So. All I'm saying is that I think that it's, it, it, all of these different things we're talking about with the possible exception of maybe cigarettes, because those are super bad for you. Um, and, and, you know, heavy alcohol use is also very bad for you. You have to take into consideration the individual, their needs, how they're balancing their life. You know, is it detrimental to their life? To their life? Not, you can't do what most people do and say... If I did that, it would be horrible. Therefore, it's bad. You can't do that. You can't. 
I think it's really, um, it's socially irresponsible to make an assumption that what someone is doing is automatically bad because you would never do it, or it would be bad if you did it. You know? Now, and we're talking about, like, the addiction side of things. Not so much, like, if anyone robs a bank, that's a bad idea. <laughs> well, look at his life situation. Maybe he needed the No, that's not what I mean. I'm not saying that. We're not talking about legalities here so much. It's more about the social interpretation of, of how you spend your time. Very different. Then he says, most people don't care, but some people on Twitch like keep your legal talking about Yeah, I mean, if it's legal where you are, it's not against TOS, you know? If it's legal where you are, if I'm not mistaken, and don't quote me on this, look it up, but I'm pretty sure if it's legal where you are, you can do it on stream. I think. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I'm 90% sure of that. But for those of you who are curious, look up the Twitch Terms of Service and, you know, look for yourself. Because um, this I can do on stream with no problem. I can even smoke on stream if I want to. You have to be mature rated to do it, but you can. You just can't do it on a stream that doesn't have the 18 plus on it. Um, to my knowledge. So there is that going. So. So I do thank you guys for being here and being really engaged in the conversation. I appreciate it. So for those of you that are, that are watching and listening, um, is there anything we haven't covered so far that maybe you want to throw in? And go, go ham if you want. I'm fine with it. Uh, George says, and you have to ban anyone who shares. They are or could be underage in your chat. Yep. Yep. I hate that. Um, Eyes of the Night says it waits for the I did XYZ and got Twitch banned because all of and all because of you, Grant. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, I'm not condoning this. You need to check on this for yourself. Then you have coffee, for example. So pro tip kids, don't talk about your age. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's hundred percent true. Very true. Gotta use that brain. I have a dick. And a brain. Gotta use the brain. Gotta use it. Gotta use it. Gotta do it. But coffee, caffeine is a whole... Yeah, me too. And like yesterday I had a, a mild headache. But I was also kind of anxious. So I didn't want to drink a lot of coffee because I was scared I would be more anxious and stuff. What's weird is that I had a very hard time sleeping last night. And I'm beginning to wonder... Um, if I'd have had a coffee in the beginning of the day, if that spike and crash might have helped. And maybe that's part of my chemical makeup now. Because I've so slowly gotten to a place where I can drink a couple cups of coffee a day and it not bother me. Whereas, and Murder can attest to this. Sam could attest to that. I'm sure Jill could. You may remember as well. Some of you may know as well. For a while there, I couldn't do caffeine. For a while, with all the all the anxiety I was having, it made it way worse. It was bad, but the anxiety has gotten way better. I don't have any medication for that anymore, and I can drink coffee and be okay. You know, and I just had to learn to. I have learned what works for me, and probably because the lunar eclipse. I mean, yeah, makes sense. Barometer pressure. Like, There's a thing people don't. You know, my dad used to get really stressed out with it when barometer pressure got too high, which is air pressure. And I think that his, his brain just didn't react well to it. And that's probably what happened to me as well. 
you if I'm being honest. Uh, George says, I love coffee. I drink a lot of it. I get a mild headache, but I can go weeks without it. I'm the opposite. Big fat moon close to the earth. Jenny says, I drink a fresh press during my morning streams and extra large Tim Hortons at work. And then we grab a small cup on the way home. I've had a bad day. I mean, that's not that bad. I'll drink two of these a day. This is about, I don't know, 25 ounces or so. So 50 ounces of coffee, but I tend to do it during the day. And then at night, like, I, you get me on an open enough road, so to speak. You know, I can do that six beers a night pretty regularly. I have to basically, I can do it no more than four or five days in a row, and I got to stop, and I got to detox. I got to drink crazy amounts of water and shit. Um, and I can go overboard if I'm not careful. But generally speaking, you know, I can have more beers than the average bear. Um, Farron does not have a high tolerance for alcohol. Well, let me rephrase that. She has a very high physical tolerance for it, but she doesn't need to drink it. She'll have one or two beers, and she's good, you know. Um, and she chooses not to, but at the same time, she's like, well, you're not doing anything. Like, she's observed me in various levels of inebriation. Is like, man, he just likes metal, and, and his brain and mouth slow down when he gets drunk. And he's sometimes hard to understand when he gets tired. That's okay. <laughs> George says, I have to get moving if I'm going to get all this shit done and be back for four. Yes. Yes. I'm going to be hanging out with, with Miss Graves, the illustrious George, talking podcast things, secret, secret, secret stuff. Not really that secret. I'm just talking to a friend about something that I have some experience in, which I do. S4 creators, get in touch. Um, Jenny says, I don't know, it's more of a warm, cozy feeling than a caffeine itself. I get that. But thing is, try that with a decaf coffee. It isn't the same. George and Jenny do secrets. That, that's going to be on a certain website at some point. That's, that's things said in an orgy right there. It's... <sighs> but it is nice to finally get to know you, Jenny, in, in this format. I'm not that much different off stream. I'm not, as you'll find out. You've been. <laughs> I dub the thing said an orgy. You know. <sighs> you guys are crazy. I love you so much. So, that was a hell of a good conversation, which we can continue to have. Um, but I do think that uh, we have exhausted the discussion portion here, and we're going to move on with some gaming. So I thank you very much for participating in the discussion portion of the stream. We'll see you next time.